We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jerry james and i am joined alongside mike actually i'm not i don't have a co-host i don't i have a i have somebody i'm gonna be interviewing i'm excited about this i've gone through this so many times nate was supposed to be on with me today but um but instead i've decided to bring on the guy who probably had the best numbers in the minor leagues last year and, and we'll we'll break that down in a bit braxton martinez braxton how you doing i'm good man thanks for having me it's good to be here Awesome, man. I'm excited. Like I said, some of the best numbers in the minors. We'll get to that in a little while. Um, first thing I want to know, how's the offseason going for you? You know, you, you uh, I see a lot of videos of you hitting. I love your swing, by the way. I think it's just like, I don't know if you met Taylor uh, Taylor Ward, but I think it's so similar to Taylor. It's such a sweet swing, you know, but uh, how's the offseason going, man? Uh, it's going well, man. Uh, a lot has been going on. Uh, I started off the offseason. I was living in Northern California with my fiance. And then back in January, we moved back to St. Louis, where I'm from. She got a different job out here. So it's kind of been pretty hectic, but it's been good. Um, ready, like I said, I'm ready for it to be over, though. Ready to get back out to uh, Arizona and get spring training going. Absolutely. And, and, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time, coming on and talking with us and the fans here at Talking Halos, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah. So first off, first thing, Nate, who's my co-host normally on with me, he wanted me to let you know that he went to Southeast Missouri State, and supposedly there's a big rivalry that went on there. Um, I'm glad I don't have him on because I'm sure you guys are <laughs> back and forth. But, uh, but he missed you by a year. We had to go and look it up. Um, I think you last played in 2016 there, and he yeah. played in 2017. He was a junior in 2017. So he wanted to let you know that you know he went there, and um, he's sad that he didn't come and get to talk to you um, about that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, yeah, you know, um, first thing I really want to break down and, and get into, you know, you played four years at St. Louis um, University where you said, you know, you've moved back to now. You went undrafted, unsigned. You went and played four years in indie ball, including a year, um, actually, I believe like about a half year down in Mexico. Um, let's start started off with right out of right out of college. Was there ever a chance? You know, did you think you were getting drafted? 
did you think you were getting signed? You know, was it always indie ball that, you know, you were going to go play? Um, I didn't really, like, obviously I, I kind of was holding out for like a little bit of hope that I would get signed. I knew I wasn't going to get drafted uh, just because I had a roommate at the time who was like a sure, like he, he was a pitcher. He's still with uh, Pittsburgh. Um, but he was talking to people like for weeks about the draft and everything going on. And I wasn't having any of those conversations. So I was like, pretty sure I was not going to get drafted. So I didn't have any, you know, false hope about that, but I was kind of, you know, holding out a little bit for maybe to get like a free agent sign. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, so from that point I was like, okay, well, I don't want to not play. So I'm, I need to play indie ball. And um, there's a couple teams in the St. Louis area in the, in the frontier league. So I was pretty familiar with how the indie ball thing worked, like the whole, you know, the structure of indie ball. Um, and it was a major pain in the ass trying to get on a team. And obviously because their season had already started, they're, they're a month and a half, two months into their season. Um, so it was really hard to try to get on a team. I tried out for probably six or seven teams and, and nothing came about um, until the team in my hometown had like three injuries, a guy got signed, um, and they literally just needed anybody who was like even somewhat serviceable to come out and, and play. And luckily my college coach at the time got wind of that and, and I was able to uh, get a tryout with River City and, you know, the rest is history. Just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept signing you to those, uh, those elusive one-year deals. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so what, uh, what brought you down to Mexico? How'd, how'd you get down there? Uh, so that was, that was pretty wild. Um, so my, after the 2017 season with River City, um, like I didn't have any contact with, with the Mexican League or anything. I was actually um, – the general manager of the team I ended up playing for reached out to me and because of my last name, being Martinez. And he asked if I had any uh, Mexican lineage. And my grandpa was actually born in Mexico City, um, which allowed me to play as a Mexican player instead of taking up like an import spot. Um, because the import spots at the time, you, you only had like five or six guys that you could use as an import. And those were usually like big time guys that either had MLB time or, or you know, bigger, bigger time prospects. Um, so I was able to play as a, as a Mexican player, even though I don't know a damn bit of Spanish or had, had only been to like Cancun for vacation. Uh, so... Yeah, that, that, they reached out to me after my 2017 season, and we were able to get the ball rolling on that. That's really cool, man. That's, uh, I, I, we've, I've had buddies that had the same thing. You know, well, they'll, they'll have that same, you know, with the last name, um, and mm-hmm. they'll, you know, take them and go play down there. What was the atmosphere like down there? I know it's kind of a little bit, obviously, a little bit different than playing up here and probably playing in front of a college crowd. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's like night and day different, and it was awesome. Like, it was just electric, and like, the games down there, it was it was like a party every time. Like you couldn't tell if people were actually there to like you know watch the game of baseball or just to to rage. And um, it was cool. Like I remember like being down there. I was down there for like four months or so. And then when I came back after I got released and played indie ball again, I felt like I was at like a cemetery. It was so quiet playing back in in the U.S. Um, but it was, it was great. Like, I got to play with a bunch of former big leaguers, got to play against a bunch of them, got to play with a bunch of dudes that have been playing in the Mexican League for, like, 10-plus years who just – that's all they do is baseball. 
and I learned so much. Obviously, the the competition was was great because you're playing with a lot of experienced guys. But the stuff I was able to to pick up from them was just you know you, you can't you can't really top it. No, it, it's a different atmosphere. I mean, Nate and I, uh, co-hosts, always talk about this. Like we've been been to World Baseball Classic games, and it's just a different atmosphere. You know, we like Dominican, Venezuela. Um, you know, even playing with the playing with a lot of those kids. Um, when you were in single A, you know, it's just a different atmosphere. They play the game different than, than how it's played here in the United States. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, lot of fun. fun. And a lot of people don't get that. That's the thing. Like, it's, yeah. like people get upset about the showboating and the bat flips and such like that or the new telescope thing that's going out there. I'm sure you've seen that. That, uh, bat yeah. flip. <laughs> but, that was, that was uh, incredible. But, you know, they just play the game fun. That's that's what they do. They, mm -hmm. go, and, they go out and have fun. So that's awesome to hear that, man. And, and yeah. That, that's, that's super cool. So let's get on to the stats. Are you a big stat guy? Uh, only, only if I'm doing well, you know, obviously if, obviously if I'm not doing well, uh, no, but I, I don't know too many of the, the in-depth stats, but, uh, and I try to not look at them too much, but you know, I, I appreciate them every once in a while. So obviously last year you were looking up at the scoreboard a lot at your stats. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, in Inland Empire, it was, we had the big scoreboard, so I could see them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I said at the beginning of, of this interview, you know, you put up some of the best numbers in in the minor leagues last year, and you can be as humble as you want about it, but I'll, I'll continue to throw it out there. You really did. Like, you go down, you look up, you look in AAA where the ball flies, you're putting up better numbers than a lot of those guys. You're put, you're getting on base as much as Mikey Stefanik in AAA, you know, like, and he's he was getting on base the most in baseball. Um, and, I mean, like I said, just those numbers were, were incredible. What – what changed? Because, you know, looking at the college numbers, looking at the, um, you know, independent ball numbers, you, you always – you never struck out a lot. You, you you never struck out a lot. You always put the bat yeah. on ball. But, you know, you just – you went off last year. That's the best way to put it. Like, I mean, did everything line up? Did the stars align? Or, you know, you just feeling it? Or what, what, what happened last year? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a combination of things. Like, obviously, you know, I was – I got pretty confident after I was having success. So obviously like you get off to a good start, then you can kind of just roll with that confidence. But I, I switched, you know, it's every year you play, you get more and more experience. And for me, I just kind of switched like my mindset to things. And like you said, like getting on base a lot, that's all I tried to do is get on base. Like I didn't, I didn't care at all how I did it. And I didn't care at all what it looked like. Cause like before in the past, like I was always trying to drive the ball over the fence or, you know, doubles or home runs or whatever. Like last year, I was just like, I don't want to strike out. And I want to just see how many times I can get on base a game, whether it's a walk, hit by pitch, you know, blooper over the first baseman's head, you know, some, anything like that. Because those turn those, you know, one for four games instead of one for four, one for five. Now you're two for three because you walked, you got hit by pitch, and then you got that good two-strike hit. Um, and it was just, you know, it was a good atmosphere where I was at, at both levels. Um, I was mostly in uh, low A with Inland Empire. I like, it was just fun going to the ballpark every day. There was no real stress. You know, I didn't, I wasn't worrying about anything other than playing the game. And like I said, once I switched my mindset to just try to get on base as much as possible, it, was, it took the stress of just trying to get hits instead of getting a hit every time. It was just, you know, it, it was, it was, it was more of a, stress relief type thing for me if anything i mean hey that makes a lot of sense once you get going you know it's it's hard to stop get hard to stop with all that you know it's mm -hmm. like i said I, every single time i looked at the scoreboard or looked at look at the uh, box score last year is brax martinez is three for four brax martinez has gotten on base this many times you know it just 
you had a you had an incredible season. I hope you continue it over. Um, you know, wherever you you go, whether it's Tri City, I'm hoping you you find you're in Double A. Um, start season off because yeah. you, you really do. You really do. Like I, I um, me and Taylor Blake Ward, I, I would always text him. I was like, dude, Braxton did this. Braxton did this. Braxton did this. And he was like, dude, he needs a shot in Double A. He needs a shot. He needs a shot. So I hope you get the shot. You know, at, at the end of the day, um, I really, really do. You deserve it. Um, let's talk about the clubhouse a little bit. You were probably the oldest guy in the clubhouse. Um, sure. maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I definitely did you, was. Did you take a little bit of a leadership role there? Uh, like, like uh, you come up and you know pick the brain, or? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I mean, I was definitely the oldest guy in Lowe. I'm pretty sure I was the oldest, oldest guy in the league. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely took on a, a leadership role, and it was it was pretty easy though because like all the guys, it started at the top. So like we had Jack Howells, our manager, and he did a phenomenal job of like kind of setting where the standards were at for what the guys needed to do. And, you know, he was, he's a great clubhouse manager, you know, like he's very stern with stuff, but he's also, you know, you're not walking on eggshells. Um, but as far as like the players go, it was cool for me because I was 27 years old last year and I'm playing with guys, you know, like Kyron who's night, who's 19 or JJ or Deshaun who's, you know, like those are young guys, but they're so talented. So it was like cool for me to be the older guy, like seeing these young, like teenagers, basically, you know, what they were able to do. And like, we, you know, we all hit it off. We're all buddies. Um, but yeah. I mean, I was definitely, they would, you know, ask me things about experience and I would ask that, like, I learned just as much from them as they did from me, which was cool. Um, but yeah, they, they gave me a hard time. I, you know, the amount of times I got called grandpa last year was, was always good. And when you're 27 and they make you feel like you're 57, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I bet. I know those guys have a lot of fun. Um, I know they have a lot of fun playing the game, watching them, covering them for the past, you know, three, four years since they got drafted. Um, they do a fantastic job. And, and Inland Empire is a great place to play. They, they do a great job all the way from Jack to Steve Went, who, again, they, they just all do it. They just do a fantastic Steve's job. Steve's the man. He is. Steve is the man. Yeah. He, he's awesome. Gave me my first opportunity um, yeah. in, in the minor leagues. So that that's a, he's a good guy. So the last question for you before I let you go. And again, I appreciate you coming on um, and talking with me here. Uh, what does, what does 2022 look like for you? What does success look like? Uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of like that same sort of mindset. Like obviously I'd, I don't want to, you know, just cause I had a good year last year. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I got to put up the same exact numbers, do this, 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 and that's like, for me, it's, Obviously, I want to play it at a higher level. You know, I would like to start in double A. Um, so that, that's like, that would be like the first thing. Like, that's my goal out of spring training. Um, but then it's just that simple mindset of, you know, from an individual standpoint, just get on base as much as I can. You know, if, I, if that's my goal, if that's my mindset, then everything else will take care of itself. Um, and then success for me, staying healthy, being on the field as much as possible. Uh, and just being, you know, enjoying the game. Because, I mean, let's be honest, I'm 28 years old. I don't have – hopefully I have many more years to play ahead of me, but you never know. Like, I'm not, I'm not naive about that. So my, my goal is just to enjoy what I'm doing every single day and, and really just not taking any of those games for granted. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, guys, if you don't know who Brax Martinez is, go look up his numbers last year and tell me he didn't have the best numbers in, in minor leagues. I know he's being extremely <laughs> humble about it right now, and, and he's being awesome about it, but he really did. He had some of the best numbers in the minor leagues last year, and he's going to continue to put them up. He said, love the swing, love the defense that you put out there. 
Um, again, that leadership role that I know you're taking, because you are grandpa, I guess. <laughs> I, I won't call <laughs> there it is. that, but, um, but no, I embrace it now. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes a good thing. I was, I was kind of that way when I was playing college ball as well. So sometimes a good thing. So guys no. go, go watch this guy. I'm hoping that he starts in double A. If he's in tri city, I'll be able to see him out there. Cause I'm up here now. Um, and Braxton, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, when are you headed out to spring training? When, when do you leave? Um, I'm not, we don't, we don't have a report date yet. Um, I'm hoping to hear that within the next few days. So honestly, as early as next week or the, or next weekend, maybe. So hopefully soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. I see, I'm seeing some guys starting to, you know, trickle in as it is right mm -hmm. now. So I'm excited to see what everybody has in store this year. Again, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with me. Best of luck next year. I know you're going to crush it, man. I, I really do. You're extremely humble and I really like that, man. I, I, I really do. Right so, thanks for coming on. I appreciate man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch throughout the season. Definitely, man. Best of luck to you. And uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, go check out Braxton's numbers in the minors. Um, go watch him wherever he is. Um, watch out for the name. You never know, you know where a guy's going to go. Um, you look at a guy like Jared Walsh, it's very similar. So, guys, thank you so much here at Talking Halos for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.